Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Highly Suspicious Podcast with Louis and Preston. My name is Louis. My name is Preston. We are reporting once again live from the Trap House. So, just a fair warning, I like to put this out there before a controversial episode. I'm proud of you. As this episode goes on, it will get more and more controversial. So, if you are a little crybaby that can't understand what we're trying to say, or rather listen the, to I our think words the best and letter, not like the way we say it listen to like the, what we're trying the better to say. way to put it is if you don't want to understand what we're saying just cut it off at musical intermission because the yeah, first that, half of the show it's going to get worse it's going to be chill it's going to be fun after musical intermission i cannot promise that that type of person will have a good time <laughs> that's real okay that's fair that's so, fair warning so I'm starting off with this story Got you. that I've been wanting to tell Preston for several days now. He's really been holding on to it, though. I've been holding on to it. And, I know you struggled. And I'm glad that your wife didn't tell you this story before I was able to. All of this started with a party at Preston's. Interesting. I'm not saying that Preston has any blame yeah, for any of this story because he's not That's what I'm necessarily about. a part of this story. Mm-hmm. Me and Caroline were out at Preston's house getting fucking hammered for hours and hours and hours. Mm-hmm. Well, well into, into the, the morning, late yeah. night, we came home. What's something that you like to do after a party? Do you just usually crash? Do you crash? like the shower? Is that what you were trying to say? I enjoyed the shower after a party. I understand. Because That's, after you've been partying, especially dancing, sweating, were, especially with that, you were drunk as shit. And I was telling you somebody... You feel gross. I was telling somebody that it was just alcohol, and they're like, damn, he's really built different. I am built different. <laughs> and so... I was I understand wanting night. to shower after that. So I showered, and it was like... One o'clock in the morning, and I don't know if this was the best decision or not, but I turned on my JBL speaker because I just wanted to listen to a little bit of music while I was in the shower. I played two songs. I wanna, yeah, that was it. That's a short shower. I want to preface, sometimes when I tell a story, it can be fabricated, it can be exaggerated, but especially being, for the purpose of this podcast, You're being but real. for the audience, I am being so serious. With everything that I say. I am not exaggerating any of this. So, You're making me nervous. This is the first thing that I'm not exaggerating. I played two songs. One, two. What I heard in the shower was... Louie! Louie! That's what I heard in the shower. This loud-ass knocking in the shower. And it sounded like the feds. Yeah. It sounded like... Fucking feds. And I was like, hey! (laughs) So, I run to the door in nothing but a towel. And I open it, and I see who was knocking on my door. So aggressively. Was scurrying away like a little bitch. And when I was like, yo, what's your deal? (laughs) He was like, and I quote, No one wants to hear your music at one o'clock in the morning. This might damage my tough guy reputation. Yeah. I wasn't trying to fight him. Right. I was like, You're I'm sorry. Up. It's 1 a.m. I said, Fresh off that's the my bad. And I stopped the music. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm a fucking grown ass adult. I see the error of my ways and I stop. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Preston, isn't that what you do? As a grown-ass Yeah, you pick your fucking battles like a grown-ass adult. Yeah. I have to rewind a little bit for this next part. Because we've lived at this apartment for about a month and a half. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And ever since that we moved in to this apartment, the hot water pressure in the kitchen has been non-existent, Mm -hmm. basically. So the the cold water is like whoosh. And when uh, you turn the hot water on, it's like, trip, trip. That's sad. And it's whack as fuck. And after having, you know, the landlord sent in his crackpot squad of people that were supposed to fucking figure this out. the fucking maintenance crew of most apartment complexes scares me. He sent in 
The Three Stooges, basically. God, I swear to God, I and, think the same thing about and, my dudes. And the first person was like, yeah, the pipes might be clogged. And then we got a second opinion, and they said something different. And then the third person we got, because we had to get three people because this shit was just not getting fixed. The third person was an actual plumber. Mm-hmm. And his opinion was that it had to be a plumbing problem in the apartment below you. Uh-huh. This has just been a frustrating process overall. Yeah. But uh, the landlord was like, okay, write out this note. He, he literally texted us, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. I'm the landlord. Please call me when you get the chance. And mm-hmm. we left the landlord's number with him. And this was like two weeks ago. And we saw the note disappear off of this man's door. So Caroline is the one that's in contact with the landlord. And she was just hitting them up like, hey, when do you think that we'll be able to fix this problem? And he was like, did you put the note on that dude's door? And we were like, yes, of course we did. And he was like, well, I haven't heard back from dude yet, so I don't know what to tell you because Mm -hmm. we have to go through this fucking dude to fix our shit. Yeah. That's so kind of fucked. A week passed where we haven't, where this note that we wrote has Wait. done nothing. A week has passed, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days, like two days ago. I came home from school, a long day of classes from sure. like 9 30 to like 4 o'clock, and I was like, I am just going to be the adult in this situation and I'm gonna knock on this guy's door and I'm going to talk to him like a grown-up yeah and I am going to explain to him the desperate situation that we're in and we're gonna hash this out like men yeah I saw that his car was in the parking lot right and so I was like okay He's definitely here. So I knock on his door, you know, not like him, because I'm not, yeah, a not like a fed. cunt. Yeah. I'm not a fed, exactly. I was like, hey, is there anybody there? A few seconds passed, yeah. and I knocked again. No answer. I thought I heard stirring in there. Yeah. No answer. So I went upstairs, and I'm still trying to be civil, and I just told Caroline, you know, I'm going to, maybe he's napping. Maybe yeah. I was giving this man the benefit of the doubt the entire way and i was like maybe he's napping you know maybe he had a hard day at work and he was just trying to sleep it off so i came back in like 30 minutes or so yeah and i was knocking again hey dude what's up and i was literally talking to myself in the hallway i was like you're really not gonna respond and i was getting myself upset in front of his doorway because i was like Listen, man, I got to What is wrong with this fucking asshole? Mm-hmm. So I went back upstairs and I was like, Caroline, this dude is just not answering. I don't know what to do. She, I'm going to give all credit to her. She had the brilliant idea. The, the last time we got his attention was when we were playing music. What if we just blasted music loud as fuck? <laughs> And we were able to get his attention. And at first, I was like, that is so fucked up to even think <laughs> that. Is fucked up. That is petty as shit. But it's also but over hilarious time, and oh, true. But over time, I was like, okay, either this dude is home and he's being a yeah, fucking cunt. Or he's not home at all. In which case, I should not feel bad for blasting music. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So the next logical step was I connected to the sound bar in the bedroom, Lou, and I was blasting Young Nui. I I I put the sound bar like on the ground, facing the ground, so that he would fucking hear the shit. I had shit. it on max volume, and I was blasting some Young Nui, and it was so fucking loud. And I had to, like, close my ears like this, like, with my fingers in my ear. And... That's fucked up, man. And at a certain point, I was like, you know what? This shit isn't working. (laughs) So you know what I switched to? I switched to City Morgue. (laughs) And if you don't know who City Morgue is, what City Morgue is, it's a hip-hop group, but they're very hardcore rock influence. 
Cool. So it's a lot of fucking ridiculously loud bass fucking buh, buh, buh. Yeah. You know, just loud ass shit. Shit that you would play outside of a hostage negotiation <laughs> if you were trying to get somebody to come out. And I was playing that against the floor. <laughs> and oh my fucking god, And at a certain point, I gave up. I, I gave up. Because I was like, okay, I can't fucking do this closing my ears for fucking ever. Yeah. So I was just listening to music at like my normal volume. And you know what, Preston? What? what that happened? shit fucking worked. <laughs> because we got a text from the landlord saying that we finally got a response from him. Oh. But he had sent a screenshot about the noise complaint mm -hmm. that took up the bulk of this guy's message. So I'm just going to read what a bitch. this guy's text message real quick because I think it's funny. Yeah. I think it's really funny. I'm sure it is. So he said, The children you've rented out to in, in number blank are busy playing their music tonight so loudly that it can be heard throughout the entire building. The first thing I'd like to dispute, at this point in the night, I was not playing it that loudly. Yeah. Because I was playing it loud as fuck earlier, mm -hmm. and at this point in the light night, I was playing it at a regular volume, and it was also like, you know, 7 to 8 o'clock in the evening. Mm -hmm. So not and, even fucking late. And then you continue by saying... It would be nice if you could explain to them that this 100-year-old building is not soundproof like a newer building is. The floors do not have subfloors. I had to go and ask last week at 2 a.m. Not 2 a.m. Yeah. 1 a.m. Like I said. Yeah. I had to ask I last week at I'm 2 a.m. to get the boy, the boy, <laughs> to turn his radio down. Yeah. Does that not sound like an old, old ass, ass fucking gun? Yeah. <laughs> that shit is hilarious. Turn the radio down. Bitch, if you think I'm listening to the radio, you are too far gone, my guy. Mm. <laughs> I cannot explain to you what I'm doing if you think I'm listening to a fucking radio. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> it's really difficult to work a full day after you've gotten no sleep the night before. You remember what night that we had the party on, Preston? I mean, it was, yeah, I took off work, bro. It was on a Friday night. Yeah. Right? So the next day was Saturday. Yeah. So this dude is bitching because he has to work on a Saturday. Yeah. That's your fault, my guy. <laughs> that's another thing. That's some, that's some real shit. He's, yeah. He ended by saying, I'd appreciate it if you could ask them, as their landlord, to be considerate of their neighbors while playing music. How about you be considerate of your neighbors? Fucking respond in a timely manner. So... You know what Jesus the fucking Christ. irony of this whole shit is? Hmm. There's layers to the irony. Yeah. Because I wouldn't just tell this if there was just one layer of irony. Yeah. There is multiple layers of irony that I find fucking hilarious. So, the first layer of irony that is so beautiful... I just can't get over the disrespect of children. Like He was trying to call us children, right? Yeah. He was calling me the boy, That's which is which is how my father would call yeah. me. And what's so ironic about that is, you know what's a little bit childlike? Mm. You know what's a little bit immature? Not being able to fucking being talk afraid to, to answer the door. Yeah, that is fucking Fuck yeah, childish and hilarious. That he was afraid to answer the fucking door. Fuck and that's yeah. what Caroline said. That's not what I said. That's what Caroline said. Fuck he was hungry. afraid to answer the door and talk to me. Mm -hmm. Preston, you know better than anybody. Even though I'm a seven foot bastard, I am as goofy and friendly as anybody else. Right. I wasn't trying to rob this guy. I wasn't trying to give this guy shit. Even yeah. though he'd been a fucking dick to us. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. I was not trying to be a dick to him because, you know, the basic message and is... You just be able to fucking talk to somebody and figure something out. Like, that, and you attract more flies with honey, or what's the expression? I you forget. You attract more flies with sugar than with shit, or something like that. That's one of them. But, but I was just trying to get my shit fixed, right? Mm -hmm. And I would not have reached these measures... If this guy had not been a Because at a certain point, you're just trying to get their attention because they're being a piece of shit. And I think it's so funny that it worked. I think it's so funny 
that I was blasting loud ass fucking music. Yeah. And it worked. And then and like he a, heard that and then shit. Like a bitch, they and responded. I like to think that he was just downstairs, just fucking with his arms folded, yeah. just mad as shit. You know what the second layer of irony is? Hmm. This is the funniest part. <laughs> the next day of the the long wind up. The next day, the landlord called us and he was like, "Yeah, I can understand." Why you think this guy's actions might make him a bit of a butthead? Yeah, but he's a pastor. Mm. This dude, there's all this dude that lives below us is a pastor of the Christian religion. You know what one of the commandments is, Preston? You're asking the wrong guy. Love thy neighbor. Yeah, true facts. Is that not fucking perfectly ironic Mm -hmm. that this? pastor this man that is supposed to be of the christian faith can't even have a face-to-face conversation Mm -hmm. with his neighbors and we had to resort to methods like this because just a fucking because i felt good about that i felt good about that just because we actually got a response from this fucking asshole right but i do not feel good that i had to resort yeah to this level so I'll, I'll give you my take on it. So, A, how old are they? Like Middle age. Middle age? Older middle age. 40, 50, 60. Yeah, something like that. Maybe not 60. 40, 50. 40, 50. Then they're, they're old, and they're tired, and they're... And they hate way. themselves. And they, yeah, and they fucking hate themselves and their life, and they're fucking angry at young people who have a life to continue to actually fucking live. And, like, that's just some real shit. Some of these old people out here are just assholes. I see them every day at work. Some of them are my regulars. They're just pieces of shit who hate their fucking life and resent young people for having a life to live. But that's part of it. Second is I'm sure they've lived here for a very long time. I mean, are there any other young people that live in this building, really? It's We have that problem in our last department. It it happens. Because we're close to campus, so there are definitely a few young people in this apartment. But it is also a lot of old people. Mm -hmm. And some of these old people, I will not name names because I do not know what their names are, (laughs) have come across as curmudgeons. And not just this particular guy. I remember on moving day, I was parked in this one spot and this guy came out of his apartment and he was like, hey. (laughs) And I was like, you know, trying to be nice. And I was like, hey, what's up? I'm just moving into the apartment. And he was like, you're in my spot. You're in my spot. And I was trying to explain to him, like, okay, I get you. I'm going to move my car as soon as I'm done moving in. Yeah. He didn't even respond to me, bro. He didn't even answer. I didn't ask a question, but he didn't even reply to me, bro. I want to be one of those cool old people who's still, like, just as weird as I we, fucking was when I young, was young. If we not are totally going to be the cool old people. Like, and I have an old soul in some ways right. in a way where I'm constantly like, I fucking hate a lot of the shit I these think, young people are I doing. I think what's real is that but we why come you from have to a, be a more chill generation overall. So I think it's real to say that at a certain point, mentally, you stop aging. At a certain point, them motherfuckers have stopped aging mentally. They are set in their ways, not going to change a bit. Can't and teach I think an old dog new tricks. It's just some real shit. Change is hard. But I think we are definitely going to be part of that chill old people wave where it's just like, I stopped at the perfect time and now I'm just the chillest person you have ever met. Like, And it's usually like that where it's like the only cool old people that you meet are the ones who are just chill as fuck. Because all the other ones are just like pretentious or fucking nosy or some bullshit. I feel like... A lot of old people with houses. Mm-hmm. This might be fucked up to say. This is where I'm Go starting the controversial shit. But a lot of old people with like houses, they enjoy their their lives a lot more, and they're a lot less curmudgeon because they have success in life. But the people that are living in the same apartments as us, mm-hmm. that are living the same life as us, and they're sixty plus years older than us. Mm-hmm. They probably hate their lives a lot more because they look at the life that they left behind and they're like, well, I have nothing to show my, for well, myself so clearly because I'm still renting an apartment. Like I'm I not said, buying a, a condo. I am renting an apartment so that these children, these children, children quote, unquote, yeah. 
are living in. You can live that, yeah. That's your fault, motherfucker. That's not my yeah. motherfucking fault. So, and that's also where that, like, stop aging at a certain point mentally comes in, where mm-hmm. it's like, if you stopped at a certain point in your life and you realize that you can't control other people like that, mm-hmm. you would just be more likely to be like, okay, it's chill. I can't really do anything about it. Like, yeah. I can go talk to them face-to-face. That's the most you should ever do. Like, when trying to solve an issue, just go fucking talk to the guy. That's, like, the bare minimum we can do. Just have a conversation. Usually, just That solves the problem. Just answer the door that I'm knocking on. That's all you'd have to do. But But instead, you choose to be a curmudgeon piece of shit and (laughs) acting like a child. Yeah. Acting like a child. Absolutely. Let's be honest. You're fucking 40 plus years older than me and you're acting like a fucking child and you're calling me a child Mm -hmm. when I am literally trying to cordially reach out to you and have a conversation about the problem that we have. If you're a landlord. That's bullshit. If your landlord was kind of on the same page as y'all, where it's like, they're kind of being a butthead. That's, at least you got your landlord who's able to, like, see them being, like, disrespectful as fuck, calling you children and shit like that. Because, that's just some bullshit. I feel like we had our landlord off the rip because he sent us the screenshot and wasn't just immediately like, you guys need to chill out, you guys need to be quiet after a certain hour. He sent us a screenshot, which is something that I feel like you wouldn't do if... You didn't want a certain response. Or if you're some two-faced right? piece of shit, like most landlords are. Um, but I have been doing a good job of, you know, controlling the situation mm-hmm. because I told Caroline, you know, you just got to tell him the truth. You got to tell him exactly the situation. You got to tell him that at 2, two o'clock, quote-unquote, which is just cat. Yeah, old person. We, for- we turned the shit off when yeah. he was knocking like the feds. For one, and for two, we had done everything to reach this guy, and we were knocking on his door, and he still wasn't responding, and desperate times call for desperate measures, so Mm -hmm. we told our landlord the 100% truth, and when we called him the next day, you know, he was very understanding, he was like, yeah, I don't know if I would have done the exact same thing, (laughs) (laughs) which is fair. Yeah, that's reasonable. But he was also like, yeah, that shit worked, by the way. That shit did exactly what you were trying to do. And Caroline was just like, thank you. Because that's the only response we were trying to get. We were just trying to get our shit fixed. Oh, right? fucking dead. We were just trying to get our shit hey, fixed. I will say, long term, at least you got shit moving. At least they fucking did something about it. Okay, we got to move on to the next topic. Got you, got you. But the next topic... That's fair. Which is also pretty unserious... Okay. Do you know who Anthony Fantano is? I've seen some clips of them. Anthony Fantano, or The Needle Drop, which is his page on YouTube, or quote-unquote, the internet's busiest music nerd, Mm. is a guy that just always gives reviews on albums, and he rates his shit from 1 to 10, Mm -hmm. you know. That's his rating scale. And he said before, you know, that this rating scale is just supposed to show, like, what his enjoyment is. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's arbitrary. That he's not, it's arbitrary, and it's not meant to disparage any of these artists because he, he constantly says, you know, if you have a different opinion than me, then great. He's, yeah. He doesn't want to tell people what, bad what they want to like believe. Yeah what his own opinion is and you know he's an old head he's a 30 40 year old yeah. that came from like the radio days that's what he so they're, they're first started on they're probably doing a radio they're, they're probably giving their honest take and just keeping it 100 and just chilling doing but yeah i i really liked him <laughs> many years ago many many years ago like five six years ago when i was just first starting to listen to i'm sure they put you seriously. onto some shit then they totally, he totally put me on to some new music. But nowadays, I'm able to, you know, still appreciate his reviews, but also be like, yeah, I disagree with a lot of the shit well, he says. You've probably become more opinionated over time too, just Absolutely. like developing your own taste. So, so you remember uh, the first topic we ever did on this show, Drake versus Kanye? Absolutely. And I've already said that we're done talking about Kanye. 
Because we could talk about Kanye every fucking week if unless we wanted he, to. Unless he, like, if he gets back on his meds and drops, like, some real fire yeah, shit. Yeah, if there's something to talk about, I'll talk about it. But, but we're, we're talking about Drake this yeah. week. Because <laughs> Drake just makes me laugh, no matter what. Like, no matter the context, I'm just like, Drake. <laughs> oh, my God. Because a week ago, Anthony Fantano has multiple channels. He has the Needle Drop, where he posts serious reviews. And he has like kind of like a shit post channel called Fantano. That's where, hilarious. Where he just does like stupid shit a lot of the time. And he posted a video like a week ago and he was like, Hey guys, I have a I got a DM from Drake the other day. And this was on his shit post channel and he was like he was like, Yeah, out of nowhere, Drake was like, Hey, it's Drizzy here. Here's a vegan cookie recipe that I think that you might like because I know you're a vegan. And he literally reads out like this recipe in this video and it's very funny. It's very stupid. It's without any context. It's stupid, right? Yes. That's a stupid thing to say because we're like, you know, we don't believe that Drake DM'd you in the middle and of the night a vegan telling you recipe. about this vegan cookie recipe. <laughs> this morning, Drake posted a screenshot of his own DM to Anthony Fantano. <laughs> you know what he said to Anthony Fantano? I'll, I'll give you a hint. He didn't tell him a vegan cookie recipe. Oh my god. That's hilarious. Drake would respond to some bullshit. So... Important context for this is probably that uh, Anthony Fantano has not given Drake the most favorable reviews over time. I mean, He's given some albums favorable reviews, yeah. but a lot of his shit, especially the more recent shit, he's given unfavorable reviews. That's fair. You know, and to each his own, right? Right. Music is subjective. Who gives a shit, right? I guess Drake gives a shit. So, Drake gave a shit. In the middle of the night, Drake texts, uh, your existence is a light one, and the one is because you're alive, and because you somehow wifed a black chick. I'm feeling a light to decent one on your existence. Kind of playing on, like, the, you know, one to ten yeah. scale yeah. that he gives. Interesting. And, and Drake posted this on his story because he wanted people to know what he really said he he wanted people to know that he wasn't sending him a vegan cookie recipe that's fucking so, i love i love taking that and turning it into this dumbass video where they they're like drake sent me a so, vegan cookie recipe so fantano went on live and kind of explained himself he was like yeah i was just you know working out in the garage one night and i got this text from champagne poppy and he said all the salty shit about me. <laughs> and this man fucking destroyed him because he was like... Oh, shit. He, he was like... First of all, I was surprised because he DM'd me and I'm over 18. Holy <laughs> so shit. So that was the first burn. Not holding and, back. And God. then he said... And then he said, this is why you need ghost riders. Because when... <laughs> when you... Uh... <laughs> Because you clearly did not have your ghostwriters in the room when you made this insult. Because this insult was this not very trash. good. And then he was like, so I didn't want to be, you know, the clout chasing demon. So I just made a shit post video. That's with, real. With a, doc oh my with, God. with a doctored screenshot talking about vegan cookie recipes. Oh my god, that's hilarious. And that video is so much fucking funnier in context. I'm knowing, sure. knowing that he was texting him in the middle of the <laughs> night, just fucking mad as shit. What a bitch. Then Drake, after... That, that video was supposed to be just a joke between, you know, me and Drake. Mm-hmm. And Drake didn't want to see it that way, so he had to leak his own DM. Like a bitch. Oh he said God. that Drake probably wanted him to make a video saying like, Oh, Drake is dissing me. Drake is talking the shit in the DM. Yeah. Fucking whining about it. But instead he made a shit post, and that made him so fucking mad that he leaked his own DM. Mm-hmm. No. And that, it does not <laughs> surprise me, though. 
Drake has a huge fucking ego at this point in his life. It yeah. is hilarious to watch him be a fucking baby about some <laughs> bullshit like this. Like, oh my god. I think the funniest part is that it just basically came out of nowhere. Because yeah. he gave his last album a bad review. <laughs> but at this point, this was months and months yeah, ago. Yeah, but it had been a minute. Oh so my for god. him to just come out of the blue and be like, go fuck yourself, I hope you die, basically. <laughs> You're like, I still value Ew. <laughs> Fuck Drake. God damn. Oh. I think that shit is so fucking funny. Fantano's best. Retaliation. He left him on red. He left the biggest artist in the fucking world on red. And to me, that, in the Instagram live, is just a W. Oh because it's God. sad that the biggest artist in the world is reacting this way to a critic. It so, really is just being a child, like, self-absorbed, where you're like, nobody can say anything bad. I bet It's just weird to, like, like, single one person out because it's like, I know for a fact that a lot of I mean, people are saying bad shit about your music, so singling out one person that doesn't like your music, like, why? accurate that, like, you can just see that in Drake's music. Like, you know the amount of fucking like diss battles that he just gets a part of because he's fucking petty yeah. and just because he likes the fucking clout when he does win and that's like something win quote unquote but and like, that's something that Fantano said that that's just accurate he can't be fucking that, mad if that's just his, accurate don't be a bitch yeah his brand Drake's brand is to be in his feelings so mm-hmm. to text Fantano in the middle of the night, just salty as fuck, yeah. is on character, on brand for Drake. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was, he just fucking eviscerated him. And that just shows that even if you're the small guy, the little guy in yeah. a situation, if you have brains, if you have wit, like it doesn't matter, yeah, you bro. Can you can turn the shit skin. on its head no matter what. Mm-hmm. Drake's the biggest artist in the fucking world, and it didn't matter. Yeah, shit. He really is. Like, in a lot of ways. Just most yeah. listened to, at least. Yeah. Most fucked. Numbers, numbers wise. Notorious. Can we talk about some good music now? Yes. Let's move on to some good music. Movies at the club. And we just listened to Sweatpants by Childish Gambino. That song is fire. That song is fire. I want to start off with this though. The two hits off of Because of the Internet mm-hmm. are 3005. Which is a great song as well. Which one do you think is better? Because I think that Sweatpants is probably more enjoyable. I think Sweatpants is underrated compared to 3005. Absolutely. Because um, 3005 is a bigger song. are bangers. Absolutely. And I really would say that they're equal. Like, they're tied on that album for me. Like, there's. I like so much about that album that I really can't pick favorites. It's honor. hard. To, it's I look it's well, hard in the to. way that Gambino creates. Like his albums are are a piece. It's not just it's holistic, a song. right? It's like it's Kendrick. Same, it's it's exactly it's the, the same thing picture. I love about Kendrick. And so like I can't like I might have a favorite Kendrick song or verse or whatever, but I can't like pick a favorite like album because every album's its own story. Like, it's damn near impossible to. Um, with Gambino, it's a little bit easier. It is a little I feel bit easier like because he's because a little the more... internet is just ridiculous. I think it because is. the internet is undefeated, and if you compare it to a lot of the rap albums, even in the past few years, so, it's like it's hard to compare something and be like, "This is better than because the internet." First off, I think it's interesting. You really are the person that introduced me to Childish Gambino. Really? Yes. I don't know. Um, you're the person that got me into rap. Childish, when I started listening to Childish Gambino was when we started being friends. And it was definitely like something that got me into rap. Just because lyrically solid beat solid. That's how I started. And Because of the internet, that's how I started. So my thing is, I'm trying to just say something about Childish Gambino in general. 
like I just want to talk about him as a creator. What's the take? And so I really fuck with early Gambino. Mm-hmm. Like Awaken My Love is good. It's different. You know, it's a change of pace. It is a change of pace, and it's a solid album. But it's not as good for me. But it's definitely not as good as yeah, not as good as Kawhi, not as good as because of the internet. Kawhi is I, insane. I love Camp. Um, That's a little bit of a hot take nowadays. But it is a hot take. I'll nowadays, stand behind it. But I just I fuck with Bonfire. Bonfire is a great song. Heartbeat's a great song. Sunrise. It's a lot of good songs on but, Camp. I think it's underrated. I feel like a lot of people hate on it just because of biggest the song aesthetic. Kawhi is is sober. Sober is insane. And it is. It's a great song. But I just have been listening to a lot of early Gambino recently. Listening to Because of the Internet and Camp a lot. And I'm really starting to notice how Gambino has evolved over the years. Like, since 2011 to now 2020, like, last album. Big change of pace. Crazy change of pace. Last album was basically poetic. And then... Like, camp and because of the internet, he's just, like, talking some mad shit, like, into the rap mm-hmm. scene. Starting off, first album, with just, like, like freaks and geeks, man. That shit's intense. That's hardcore. Yeah. And he's really, like, calling motherfuckers out. And not, not just, like, specific people, but really just being, like, all you fucking haters out there, watch this. It's, I, it's intense. My is, thing is, he's a comedian. Mm-hmm. He's a really smart fucking guy. That's why he's such a good rapper, is he is on another fucking level. But, like, I'm just in awe of Gambino most of the time. I think that, like, Gambino's early, early rap career is a lot more based on, like, you know, haters and people not want to see him win. Mm-hmm. And a lot more, like, more generic rap tropes. Yeah. And that's why it can be... Seen today is but a little bit you know it's because whatever. he writes it in a way that's completely different from everybody else who's done it before but i feel like because the internet is a jump from that because i feel like it's a lot more conceptual mm-hmm. and he's talking about a lot more like real life shit and he has a lot of like criticisms of like modern day as opposed to like a lot of rappers that kind of just play into modern day yeah but you know because the internet on the surface as like title mm-hmm. he's talking about you know all the positive and negative things that have come with this new generation where you know everything is at her fingertips mm-hmm. and you definitely get that in sweatpants you definitely get that perspective on sweatpants just fucking white hood white hood white hood white hood okay kk but also, like, I just fuck with, uh, oh, that shit goes so hard. I was listening to that earlier and I was just like, God damn, go off. You know how many times the rappers have said, I'm fucking bitches, I'm fucking bitches. Yeah. That is a way that he is saying that I'm fucking bitches without doing it like everybody else. Like you just said, it's fucking hard because mm-hmm. he's not saying just I'm fucking bitches you know cause that's basic bro, anyone I, could say I that I love that he talks about doing mushrooms in this fucking song bro tripping off them toadstools yeah year off got no rules bro and that's, that's also that's also different from just saying yeah I'm tripping I'm off drugs I'm tripping yeah I'm off them toadstools that's if you don't know what a toadstool is you're not gonna even understand what the fuck he's trying to say Great guy. I I'd say you know to wrap it up. Great song, great album. Yeah. Great fucking artists all around. And uh, Atlanta season four just started, and I'm excited. I to watch need to that. fucking watch that shit, bro. You need to watch that because I keep forgetting that it's like actually out now because I was waiting for so long, you know. Yeah. Like that kind of shit where I'm just like, uh, I really fuck with this show, but goddamn. I, I just appreciate, like, everything he does. I love Community. That's his, like, that and, uh... 30 Rock. Yeah, 30 Rock. That's his real start. Yeah, 30 sure. Rock is his real start. And I didn't even really, like, watch that shit, but it's good. It's funny. Very talented person. So, 
So we're going to talk about double standards in the NBA. Well, Louie, what do you mean by that? Well, thank you, Preston, for asking this very valuable question. So last year, last season, there is this NBA player named Miles My- Leonard. Mm-hmm. And this dude is a dick. And he was streaming and... You know, he's he's a guy that comes off the bench. He's not just like a superstar or anything. He's right. a he's a bench player. And he was streaming he's one day there. and he said anti Semitic comments. Whoa. He said anti Semitic comments. And what do he, you mean? He, you can look it up if you want to, but he said some fucked up shit about Jewish people and because of that he was rightfully in my opinion, blackballed from the NBA, cut out of everything. As yeah, as he should be. Rightfully. Fuck that guy. So recently, in the past few days, there's this guy named Anthony Edwards, who I enjoy as a basketball player. Mm-hmm. He's a potential superstar. He was the number one pick in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. So he's he's just not a nobody like this other guy. But he got in hot water for posting on his story saying homophobic things, very homophobic things, saying shit about like queers and just horrible shit yeah, that nobody should be saying. saying that shit. And you know what's happened to him? Mm. Backlash. Nothing substantial. He had to say sorry. You know, God forbid that someone has to say sorry. In the 21st century. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. I said such horrible things. And on the internet things. or Can whatever. Can you all forgive me? And everybody's just like, yeah, we'll forgive you. No real repercussions. Yeah. So the point that I'm trying to lead on, I think that certain plights and certain discrimination is not as valued as other discrimination. That's accurate. And... I think this is due... I don't want this to be taken out of context. Let's, I don't want anyone to think that I'm anti-Semitic. I'm going to let you say what I you're going to say, and then people. I'm going to... What a great defense. Um, I'm going to let you say what you're going to say, and then I'll, I'll try to help you word it a little more... But... Refined. Because I'm sure you're about to just be real, and it could definitely sound like... Cool. Some type of way. But why was this anti-Semitic thing treated so differently than this wildly homophobic thing that was equally as public. You could say, you could make the argument that it's based on the star power, right? You know, if you're a seventh, eighth person on the bench, you know, people don't give as much of a fuck about you continuing to play basketball as you are as a potential superstar, right? Right. That's understandable, but I would disagree because I think that the discrimination, the way that it's valued, is based on where on the totem pole these discriminated groups stand. Yeah. And I think that because Jewish people are so much higher, at least on the NBA level, a lot of... The owners and shit really are Jewish people. So that's interesting because I don't I don't I, really know that. But I think that that's where the difference is. That's why we don't care as much. I and I think that that's fucked up. Think because more. I think that gay people are just as uh, disproportionately treated. Yeah. As Jewish people. So I think that the response should be equal. Yeah. But it is not. So, so let me hear what you I think. I think a lot of that comes from historical context where it's like, uh-huh. think of the degree of discrimination that Jewish people have put up with versus the degree of discrimination that gay people have put up with. Where it's like, there's been some bad shit that has happened to both groups. That That's just real. So it's hard to compare. It is hard to compare and it is different. But it's not that different. realistically, we should strive for a society where none of that behaviors like can just be like, okay, you said Tolerate. you're sorry. Absolutely. Because like, no, fuck that bigot. They shouldn't say shit about either group. 
Nobody should. Because that's some bullshit. It shouldn't be one is more okay to say than the other. Right. It shouldn't be... But that know, is basically how it was treated. They're weighing groups against each other saying, oh, well, saying anti-Semitic shit is like Hitler shit. And saying homophobic shit is just some regular, you know, mm-hmm. schoolyard shit that a lot of these players probably do anyways. That's not okay. That is not okay to me. I don't think that it's okay to compare them on the same plateau. Yeah. I think I think you should compare them on the same plateau to some degree because Just to Jewish sure people like Jewish people were, you know, obviously a part of the Holocaust right. and part of these concentration camps. But so Gay people, people are in the same concentration camps recently. Right. In modern day, in the past few years, in China and, and in shit. like the Middle East, well, and they even are in fucking America, dude. Where people send their kids to fucking camps to make them straight, where they just straight up torture motherfuckers. Yeah. And it's literally like the church. That's just some real shit, and it still fucking happens. But like, and we act like it's not on the same right. level. It's but it, fucked it's, up. Yeah. It's that just shit makes me up. furious mm-hmm. that it's not treated on the same level. And I really don't want this to sound anti-Semitic. Right. Because I love Jewish Because that's not the point. And I don't think that Jewish people should be persecuted. But I also think that it's fucked up that just because a lot of Jewish people are in positions of power, that people treat anti-Semitic comments so much significantly well, I say, different I would than say that there are homophobic comments. Realistically, in the like society that we're in, I would say that in the modern day, more people are less likely to be anti-Semitic in their behaviors than they are homophobic. Because homophobia you get what I'm is saying? almost... Absolutely. Homophobia is almost still socially acceptable, depending on who you're around. Absolutely. Because right? some people will call you out on your bullshit. Naturally. Yeah. Some people will call you out. You got to be an bullshit. old piece of shit to be anti-Semitic these days. But there are fucking twelve-year-olds who are homophobic. And it's just like, oh, they're kids. They learned it in the schoolyard. Well, so is racism. So was absolutely. So are all these other problems that are discrimination and plague the United States. Absolutely, dude. So, yeah, that's just something that I wanted to say. I, I just wanted to state my opinion on that because I just don't think that shit's right. No, it is. And isn't. I think that it's fucked up that we treat it differently. And I think it's fucked up that we're going to be the only people pretty much saying something about this ridiculous double standard that we see in sports mm-hmm. and we see double standards on, in sports all the time so I understand that some people probably think that it's futile yeah. to say shit about it but I like sports right Yeah, I enjoy watching basketball well, I enjoy watching football either way so it's like a I'm huge going to say part of our culture it. so it's, it's kind of important like it is a huge part of American culture what is that teaching our kids right right exactly what, what the kids that like watching NBA are they being taught that anti-Semitism is bad and homophobia you can is get something away with that it. you yeah. can say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it like that yeah. about, and just get away with it? Yeah. That shit makes me hot. I fully agree, dude. It is some bullshit. And there are a lot of double standards like that in society. I think even outside of the NBA, that is just a societal thing. I think in general... More people would frown upon anti-Semitism than homophobia. I think intersectionalism yeah. is so underrated and it's something that people don't fucking talk about because they're always... I see people all Just the time think about weighing the black struggle against like the gay struggle or the gay struggle against and like you, the Jewish it's struggle. It's not something and it's that like, you can put on the same like page. Like it's They're, they're totally separate. It is apples and oranges to some degree. Right. But it's also like you are all being societally treated like you're different. Basically, it's all bullshit, but it's just bullshit in a different fucking way. Like, it's fucked to be anti-Semitic, but it's still fucked to be homophobic. 
it's not like it's equally fucked. Yeah. But it's just fucked in a different way. Cause the people this is gonna be a I hot think, take I too. Think the, I think the simplest term to put it in is there's nothing that somebody can do about either of those, being gay or being Jewish or being black or whatever. So there's no fucking reason anybody should be out for them because of it. Yeah. You're on some toxic, fucked up shit if you're treating people a certain way because they're fucking different. You're just a fucking piece of shit. Like, no matter who it is to. I don't want this to seem like, you know. What I'm about to say is going to possibly be taken another way if people want to take it out of context. But I still feel the need to say it. People, like black people, mm-hmm. that talk about racism, that talk about the struggle and plight of black people, that try to devalue and dehumanize like Jewish people or dehumanize like gay people it's like it's devaluing your original point Mm -hmm. because you are all people that are struggling because of how society treats you yeah and so if you look at it that way you all are not that different. Mm-mm. So the fact that, you know, the government tries to draw these lines between people. Absolutely. And it works, but it's what you choose to do. If you choose to be homophobic or anti-Semitic as a black person, or you try choose to be homophobic or racist as a Jewish person, it doesn't matter what you've been told, what propaganda you've been fed. It's still fucked up and it devalues your original point. So, intersexualism, if you all don't know what that is, fucking do a Google. Do, do like one Google, a please. Google. No, it's some real shit. And Nikki's talked about this from one of her like gender studies classes where she's like, this is some real shit. It changed how I viewed myself even, where it's just like, I, you can be treated by society as multiple things because nobody is just one thing we're all different no one is one thing even us as white males you know yeah we're still white and males we have privilege on multiple levels right we have uh you know discrimination on other levels mm-hmm. but we just have to understand where we're at yeah, you know, we can belong to multiple groups at the same time, and that's okay. That's a beautiful message to end this episode on. I think. Let's call it a thank you. Call it a night. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode. We I love have, you, everyone. Louis loves everybody. He has been very. Except for my neighbor, who's a priest. Ironically. Yeah, ironically, he does not love thy neighbor. Um, <laughs> we will see you next week. Please make sure to follow us and send shit to somebody. We'll talk to you later. Give us a five-star review, please. Please. Uh, If you don't follow us on Instagram already, you are fucking up because we constantly have some great fucking content on Instagram. Okay? We keep a feed. We keep a feed. We'll see you next week. Every fucking Thursday. Goodbye. Mm -hmm.